the Smash Daily Podcast. Weekdays 4 to 6 on 107.1, the Big Z. Radio for the Riverbend. going on anyone and everyone that might happen to be alive at this particular point in time big shout out to those listening in the spirit world i miss you all huge howdy to the high holy three and triple j i love you what a beautiful day just a beautiful day supposed to be like this all weekend i can take this i'm usually loving that you know 75 80 degree zone but this is good this is good or if this was winter I never think about moving back west. But I think I'm going to be one of them snowbirds, you know. Live here about eight, nine months a year, and then during the winter months just move on with the old folks. Back to Florida, Arizona, I haven't decided yet. And then uh, come on back because the river bend is my home. St. Louis is my home. I'm feeling good because the weekend is here. I'll take you to the weekend. That'll come right at just just before 6 o'clock, and boom, we is into the weekend. I want to start this off by saying thanks to everybody because I closed it all off, saying thanks to everybody last night. But just uh, in case you missed it last night, <clears throat> excuse me, because uh, sometimes people, you know, might be here, but they won't be here towards the end of the show. So you remember about a week ago, Thursday, invited you to do the virtual fundraising dinner with us and the Riverbend Family Ministries over there at the uh, Post Commons. <laughs> I didn't know. I never done nothing like that before. I mean, I did, but never virtual, never putting forth the story to help to entice folks to make a contribution to a great cause. And um, our VPGM, Commander Nick Dar tells me, that to this point, and we're still taking uh, donations, to this point of that one show, $55,000. That is wild to me. Wow. Thank you, Riverbend. Thank you, world. That was just magnificent. That was uh, great, great news. Great, great news. Oh, I want to play this, man. A guy sent me this. Billy Dawson. I kind of chopped it up to make it fit more because they had some wonderful lyrics in there and made me look a little too good. But uh, here's the gist of the send. I got me some smash. I got me some smash. Now I got me some smash. And uh, thank you, Billy. I appreciate that very much, man. Of course, Billy sings platonically. And uh, 
because you know I got me some. You know that's what the youngsters say nowadays. Oh man, I know I, I I got me some of this. I got me some of that. I got me. I love me some of this, and I love me some of who. And I thanks to Billy Dawson. That was a nice little ditty, my man. Appreciate it very much. I'm not a complainer. I don't complain. I explain. But this to me is reason for complaint. Now we'll bring up a number of subjects as the show does go on here today, because I'm just rambling till we hit six o'clock and then the weekend starts for cool Papa smash. So I'm going to be ready for the weekend, but this, this got me. We're in the COVID you got governor Pritzker over here. He's saying we might have to shut this whole state down. He's saying we may make it mandatory because he's with Biden on the masks, you know, mandatory, a mandate. If you're not wearing a mask, what are you going to do? You're going to arrest the people. If you're not wearing a mask, what are you going to do? You're going to find the people? I don't know. But this, this gets me. I ain't complaining. I'm explaining. But this is what they, whoever they are, governmental folk, are wanting to do. This comes from Deutsche, what's it called, Deutsche Bank. They're suggesting, their economists are suggesting that everybody that works at home, and everybody's working at home because of the COVID, everybody that works at home, whether it be five days a week, maybe two days a week, and then you go into the uh, the big building for three days a week, whatever, whatever you but working at home, that everyone who works at home pays a tax because they're working at home. I'm working at home because the business I was working in had to cut things down. Luckily, they didn't cut my gig. So I'm working at home. I'm working for half of what I used to make, but I'm working. I'm working at home. And these jamokes are talking about They're urging governments, not just the United States, but governments around the world where you can. I mean, the civilized world, whatever you want to call it, to take $10 a day for every day you work at home. All right? So let's say you work all five days at home. That's $50 a week. So $50 a week times four weeks is $200 times 12 months is about, what, 2500 bucks uh, for the year. They're going to tax you because you're working at home. I don't want to work at home. I'd love to be in the office. I don't want to work at home. I'd love to be in a garage. I don't want to work at home. I'd love to be out in the open field. But the COVID makes me work at home. My employer, thank God, did not fire me. Then I had to furlough me and then tell me I was fired. That, that was a joke. You know, if you're getting furloughed, they're going to fire you. Oh, well, they saved 10%. Well, yeah, that's what they're going to do. It's all for show. Now, again, I'm not a complainer. I'm an explainer. All right? Instead of talking about taking, and the reason why is because, well, if you're working for home, if you're working at home, you ain't spending money on gasoline. If you're working at home, you ain't spending money to go out to lunch. If you're working at home, you ain't spending money driving to Starbucks. 
Have you seen the lines around Starbucks? Holy mackerel. Over there in O'Fallon, out by Shiloh, where O'Fallon meets Shiloh, that big shopping area they got over there, Starbucks, not only around the block, around the block three times is astounding. But people love their Starbucks. So if you're working at home and you ain't going out getting Starbucks either, well, you know what I like to do? I like to take some of that money. That's what these economists are telling the governments to do. Tax you for working at home. Tax you. Well, wait a minute. You know, I might not uh, mind putting four ten 10 bucks a day as long as I ain't getting fired. So it might be worth 10 bucks a day. Maybe, you know, I'll put away that pack of Paul Malls. You know, maybe I drop my Marlboros. Maybe I take my Hennessy and save it for the holidays or something. So if you have an opportunity to stay working and pay 10 bucks a day, I guess it's better. At least you're working. But to take 10 bucks a day because of the fact that you're at home, the only reason I'm at home is because the situation, the environment, the world at large, the business community is forced to keep me at home. Now, I dig being at home in a way. But you know what? It's starting to cost me a little bit at home, all right? Because now i got to take care of the kids and make them the lunches that they would have got at school because they ain't going to school. Yeah, but wait a minute. You don't have to hire any babysitters for the kids. Nannies all day long. Don't have to take them to preschool, all that kind of stuff. So we like to get 10 bucks a day off of you. I don't know. I ain't saying this the wrong way or nothing, but in a way, I'm glad I'm 70. And uh, this stuff don't affect me like it affects like younger folk, young families and all that. Boy, that's a whole new mean world that's out there. And that whole new mean world's ready to eat you up. Don't let them do that. No taxes for working at home. The business has got to run. You helping it run because you're working from home. The government won't let you come into the big building. But you're working from home. Now you can say thank the Lord for computers. But I don't know. You know how I like to start off uh, each smash daily with a great song. Well, here's a great song that applies to this and a bunch of other stuff that's going down today. All right? Now this is a young man known as Bishop Bullwinkle. All right. Sing along if you know the words. You're digging the smash here on WBGZ.
Bishop Bullwinkle. I'm serious. I would love to go to that church, see what that's all about. 
L to the no, no. That's what you tell the devil. L to the no, no. I ain't playing that. I'm I'm going with Jesus. Now, this is the kind of music that I play, believe it or not. In combination with just the norm as far as Christian music is concerned. Because I got a show here on WBGZ, Sundays at 5 o'clock. Plays also on our sister station, my mix, 94.3. It's called the People's Praise Party. There's all kinds of great uh, Christian music. Well, I don't know, that kind of stuff bothers me. Yeah, I know. Bother me for a while. Don't bother me no more. Because the good stuff. Because Bishop Bullwinkle right there was was on the for real. You know, he telling it like it is. People in church drinking, smoking weed and all that. Hell to the no, no. Got no one to say hell no. Well, I don't know if I uh, like speaking like that in church. Well, you speak like that anywhere you want. Child of the Lord, Lord understands. Might have a language situation to you, you know? <laughs> so anyway, you get a chance to listen. It's a great show. I throw some of my testimony on there and just some of the greatest music. I, I just tell you the truth. That's the kind of sound right there that I dig. Uh, on the show, People's Praise Party, I go about 75, 80% old school and about 20% of the new just to kind of mix it up and everything, just, you know, let uh, people know what's going on as far as the youngsters are concerned, and then let the youngsters know that, hey, this is where this all came from, all right? Came straight out of the churches. You know, black, uh, what they were called was Negro spirituals in that day. You got the Southern Baptists. You got the uh, Appalachian Mountain uh, Ministries. All kinds of great music. People's Praise Party right here on WBGZ. Smash Daily is everywhere. Because I is where you's at. Smashdaily.com. It's going to be a great weekend to maybe do a little workout in the yard. Maybe do that, you know, build that shed you've been thinking about. Maybe uh, add on to the back house, in-laws, quarters, whatever it might be. Maybe just, uh, you know, change up the tile in the kitchen. Maybe fix up those tiles uh, around the bathtub in the bathroom. Well, there's a place that's got all the all you need. And that is Fisher Lumber, F-I-S-C-H-E-R, Fisher Lumber, fisherlumber.com. 41 years, East Alton, Fisher Lumber. They own all the blocks over there on Shamrock, right across from the fire station. And you go in there, and let's say you're putting together, you know, you you building a little tiny patio for yourself in back so you can put the grill on. Have your uh, friends over, masks on, of course. And in the autumn weather, barbecuing ain't nothing but a good time. Fantastic. Then you go inside, get your wings, get your brisket, whatever you're barbecuing. Then you're watching the game, whatever that game happens to be. But you got to build it. And if you're going to build it, you better build it with the right materials. Better build it with the smart materials that are going to be smart to your particular project and your particular house. So if indeed you seek the opportunity to enhance your capabilities as a craftsman, then you need to get 
to Fisher Lumber, F-I-S-C-H-E-R, FisherLumber.com. Start right there. See all that they can do for you. And then when you get there to the actual store, and you see all they got, it's like, whoa, you know, I might need some help on figuring this out. Expertise out the wazoo. They know this stuff. That's why they've been in business since 1941. They're there to help you, give you the best advice that they can, give you the best ideas that they will. All you got to do is come on in. Out there on Shamrock in East Alton, Fisher Lumber. Fisher, F-I-S-C-H-E-R, FisherLumber.com. Tell me, what am I supposed to do about it? Keep your distance from me. Great band right there. Matchbox 20 right here. WBGZ 107.1 FM, the big Z. Smash with it right here. Smash daily it is, as is always, Monday through Friday, 4, 2, 6 o'clock. A guy, Rob Thomas, that, that is a mastermind of creativity right there. Fantastic band. And that's our song, Disease, and I, I wanted to open up this particular set with a song because, and I'm going to read this. I usually tell as opposed to reading. But some things you got to read because you got to make sure that you're telling it right. And the best way to tell it right is how they wrote it. So thus you read it at Smash School of Broadcasting Lesson 608-9. All right. For you youngsters out there trying to jump in this business. Something bogus is going on, says Elon Musk. Elon Musk is the guy who sends rocket ships up into outer space. The Tesla is his car line. The dude is just kind of like one of these uh, genius savant type of dudes, you know. Elon Musk is saying that something bogus is going on based on the results after he took four COVID tests, all right? So a lot of people have been saying this COVID stuff, man, it's just a political ploy. And the conspiracy theory on the deal is that as soon as we can get Trump out of there, then we can go ahead and bring forth the anecdote. Well, my goodness, isn't it something? The companies just a couple of days ago said we have an anecdote. We're not ready to put it out yet. Maybe right after the inauguration, hint, hint. Elon Musk said he had symptoms of a typical cold. Got a friend, and she told me that she had the COVID. I was talking to her on the phone, and I said, well, what's it like? She said, it's just like a heavy cold. You ever had a cold that's like heavier than the normal cold where you're sniffling and all that? It's like a heavy, heavy cold. So luckily, thank you, Lord, she didn't die or nothing like that. You know, people are dying left and right if you believe in the numbers on TV, if you believe in the press. Something extremely 
bogus is going on, says Elon Musk. Was tested for COVID four times today. Two tests came back negative. Two came back positive. Same machine, same test, same nurse. Rapid antigen test from BD, whatever that means. I guess that's the company. Musk said in a tweet, right? Possibly referring to Becton Dickman. Yeah, Becton Dickman and company's rapid antigen test for the COVID. Earlier this month, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration said it was alerting clinical laboratory staff and healthcare providers that false positive results can occur with COVID-19 antigen tests. Well, it ain't a positive if it's false, all right? And if it's false, you can't call it a positive because it's a lie. I don't know why they call it a false positive. Take on this Friday, man. We're not getting all worked up for. See what these people do to you? Daggone it. Just want to relax. It's Friday. TGIF, you know? Musk had previously criticized coronavirus-related restrictions and lockdowns. Referring to these, the restrictions, like a mask mandate, lockdowns, like you got to stay in your house, Lockdowns like restaurants can't allow you inside, got to eat outside. But now, as they say on Game of Thrones, winter is coming. And if winter is indeed here, how are you going to eat outside? We're going to eat with a snowman. It'd be wonderful. Winter is coming. Now, I'm going to read this again here. Elon Musk had previously criticized coronavirus-related restrictions and lockdowns referring to those as fascist and an infringement on individual liberty. That's kind of a slap on on any government right there. Because, you know, conspiracy theorists, what they're saying, and I ain't saying it wrong, it's just what they're saying, is that as soon as Biden comes into office, was it January 20th, whatever it is, the inauguration ceremony? When that happens, shortly thereafter, there will be a anecdote, anecdote for the corona. That's the play, that's the politics of it. And look who got you the anecdote. It was Joe Biden, the new president, president-elect right now. If it stands. Not Trump, because all they want to do is demean Trump. You know, it's wild. If you consider the dude a demeanor, why would you be a demeanor too? When his time's up, he's gone. Well, he's not going to be leaving Smash. Uh, you know, you're a dreamer. I'm not a dreamer. I was at one time when my mom and pop came to America with me. That was 1951. I didn't even know about dreaming. I was just glad to be with my mom and pop. They're the ones that dreamt. They got their papers. It came in legally. Ah, oh, don't get me going on that day, Garner. Another thing, it's just me thinking out loud. All of a sudden, this got me riled up here for some reason. Well, it's Friday, man. Relax. Ash, relax, relax. Okay.
But, you know, when Biden gets into office, if he does, what's going to happen to the wall? They're going to tear the wall down that they put billions of dollars into to erect? They're going to tear that wall down? Oh, man. I'm looking at it on TV right now. Trump came out, some press conference today. I don't know what happened to him. But somebody swooped swooped his hair a little bit differently. It looks, look, looks decent. I don't know where he came over that hairdo. But it looks decent today. That's just me thinking of scantily to the uh, side, shall we say, tangently. So, anyway, Elon Musk says, hey, hey, people of the world, somebody jacking you like nobody's business. I took four COVID tests in one day, two positive, two negative, at the same place, with the same apparatus, with the same instrumentation, with the same drugs or whatever they use, with the same nurse. <laughs> Two were positive, two were negative. Which way you going, Billy? Like the song said. It's a wild world out there, man. I don't know if you're going to believe a guy like Elon Musk. He's done some pretty good stuff for himself. Then again, even though you as a liberal might deny it, so has Trump. In my opinion, Trump's biggest mistake was becoming president. And that's because he had a magnificent life as a wealthy, wealthy person. Nobody bothered him, made fun of him every once in a while because he got a whacked out hairdo and all that. But he didn't need to hassle. But at least he put something forth. And who knows? If this thing does turn around, that'll be the wildest thing in American history. Don't look like it's going to based on various numbers and everything. But uh, that could be something, just something wacky. But this COVID thing... Since the beginning, I thought, you know what? Came over from China, all right? Trump's right about that. Well, we can't talk about our Chinese friends like that. Our Chinese what? I can't continue. Makes me angry. It's Friday, daggone it. You know, thank God it's Friday. TGIF. All I want to do is just relax. So I'm going I'm to move, move on. But there you go, a little information right there. Just something to think about. Because if this guy, Elon Musk, by the way, there's like five billionaires. They're called centi-billionaires. They have at least $100 billion to their name. That's this guy, Elon Musk, and what's his name, Gates, and um, what's his name, Zuckerberg from Facebook. I can't remember the other two. Oh, yeah, that guy Bezos over there at Amazon. I know some dude in France, some wealthy French businessman. Arno, A-R-N-A-U-L-T. Those are the uh, the, uh, the heavy cats, the fat cats. And if one of the fat cats is over there saying, hey, this is bullsh, maybe somebody will pay attention. Tell me, what am I supposed to do about it? Keep your distance from it.
dig the smash. Anywhere. Anywhere. The Smash Daily Podcast. Smashdaily.com. Who's hungry? Eyes hungry. Oh, I love the food at Gulf Shores. Gulf Shores. Restaurantandgrill.com. Gulf Shores Restaurantandgrill.com. The menu's there. Everything's there about the restaurant. Oh, one of the things I love about it is that the music when you walk in. You know, restaurants have different ambiances, and they'll play whatever they play, happy-go-lucky music. It comes out of the speakers in the ceiling, you know. But it's it's New Orleans music. It's Big Easy music. It's Mardi Gras music. It's the blues, the good blues. That my man Harry Parker, owner, proprietor, has planned for it to greet you and seat you at Gulf Shores. Now, they got the two locations out there in Creve Court. They got the other one over here in Edwardsville. And what you're going to get over there is some of the best food you ever had since the last time you were in New Orleans. All right? Now, if you ain't never been to New Orleans, this is the way to eat in New Orleans. Just like you will when you go to Gulf Shores. And they got stuff for the kids and all. I don't even worry about that because, you know, that New Orleans food, I mean, that's a, that's a spicy touch. That New Orleans food's got some oomph to it, got some kick to it, got some bite to it, especially with the family recipes that Harry Parker's putting forth that his mom and, and pop taught him, you know? Not only as far as the the meats and the salads and all that stuff, but also the spices that they put on this is of the Parker family. And so you're going to have an experience of some down-home, big-easy New Orleans cooking over at Gulf Shores. So take advantage of the fact that, yeah, they're open for business, eating inside. Over there in Creve Corps, Edwardsville's over here, dining as they are dining. So you have opportunity to experience great food like that and savor the deliciousness of it, savor the juices of it, cooked in all that butter. So you're just going with the crab legs, man. Butter dipping, you know? Woo! Daddy likey. I'm just turning you on to good stuff. I'm just saying, if you're hungry, it don't matter what day of the week it is. But boy, for the weekend, if you got a chance to go out, get out of the house, yeah, I know it's COVID and restrictions and all that. Yeah, you wear your mask until it's time to eat. Then when you're done eating, put your mask back on and I still love buyback. I know you had a good time. Hope everything's all right at the uh, house. So put it on your agenda. It starts, maybe your first trip is going to be to Gulf Shores Restaurant and Grill.com. Listen to the Smash Daily Podcast anywhere, anywhere, anywhere. Google, Apple, Spotify, and the new home at Amazon Music. Smashdaily.com. I tell you what, I was talking to you a moment ago about Gulf Shores Restaurant and Grill. I didn't want to mix the two because this is kind of like it is Gulf Shores, but it's, it's a little different because you have opportunity to win for yourself just in time for Thanksgiving a turducken. <laughs> what is a turducken? I know I never heard of it, uh, of it until until Harry Parker and Nick Dar, our general manager of VP here, told me about it. And it's kind of like a combination of of a duck and turkey. Uh, 
I'm, I'm sorry, of a duck and a chicken, all right? And that's mixed. And that is kind of like stuffed into a big old turkey. And it's mixed. And the only thing that's kept bone-wise from it all, because the turkey's deboned, the duck is deboned, and the, and the chicken's deboned, only bones that they keep are the wings of the turkey and the drumsticks of the turkey. Then that's all mixed together Cajun style, man. I don't know how Harry does it. I don't know who came up with this, but boy, it sounds delicious because the spices and then the, 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 the rice that they put in there with the shrimp, goodness that's a little bit different than any normal thanksgiving turkey but we're going to give one away right here on smash daily all you got to do is get to smash at wbgz.com smash at wbgz.com and when you do write me a short little paragraph on turducken and what it means to me <laughs> So you got 171.1 words in your paragraph, or you can send a 107.1 second video. All right? Either way. But we're looking for creativity, and we want to give this to somebody. Harry said this feeds anywhere from 20 to 25 people. This is fantastic. So if you can win that, oh, happy Thanksgiving. entertainers in the history of rock and roll and show business. That's my man DLR, David Lee Roth, from Bloomington, Indiana, where I happen to go to college. And uh, this dude just hooked up with uh, the Van Halen brothers out there in California. And, of course, Van Halen was born. They had the ups and downs, like bands do have ups and downs. And a lot of people look at David Lee Roth now and say, what happened? Because he looks kind of emaciated, and yet at the same time, he's still got the personality that made him David 
Lee Roth. Boy, I'd like to know what those guys are worth. The Van Halen brothers, David Lee Roth. Hmm. Because I was looking up uh, what the worth of uh, a lot of these entertainers is. I wasn't doing it because of any other reason. Then I saw one. I thought, well, let me see what the rest of them is, you know. Steve Martin is worth $130 million. Now, Steve Martin, my my buddy, one of my best friends, I'll just call him Barnzo. That's what his nickname is, Barnzo. Uh, Barnzo is the guy who started Ticketmaster. And Barnzo, uh, one of my best friends, we started a business in Indianapolis. And everything. I went to the radio game. He went to Ticketmaster. I wouldn't say guess who won because I got uh, ticks to all the shows. So anyway, uh, so anyway, living right behind because at that time Barnzo lived in Beverly Hills. Living right behind, I mean, right behind Barnzo was Steve Martin's house. <laughs> we would go there. In the morning, in the afternoon, in the night, and we were just like, you know how you, how you see it in the, in the movies? You just put your head above the fence just to nose level, and then you're peering around, looking at everything. We never saw Steve Martin, though. But uh, that's as close as I got to Steve Martin. But this dude is worth $130 million. He don't do nothing but play banjos and write books nowadays. Bravo, my man. Eddie Murphy, $160 million he's worth. Is that wild? Chris Rock, $100 million. That's why these people work at their own pace nowadays. <laughs> Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, everybody's got a you know, sad sob story for Jim Carrey. Look at the poor guy. He's suffering and all this. He ain't suffering. He's worth $150 million. Yeah, but you know, he still has the uh, same uh, ins and outs, ups and downs as any other human being. Yeah, but he's got $150 million backing him out of it if he wants. Oh, don't get me started on these guys. I don't know. Uh, hey, Ellen DeGeneres. Ellen DeGeneres worth $490 million. Holy mackerel. Steve Harvey. I love Steve Harvey. <laughs> I remember we were doing a uh, a Casey remote from uh, oh, I can't remember is that Hodax, and uh, we were doing a breakfast remote, and Stephen DC had just started up in that day, and what they would do is send the Mad Hoosier out, and Mad Hoosier would come into events like remotes, like uh, radio remotes of other stations, and just hoot and holler and make a commotion. Well, that's all right. I understand what they were doing. And I knew the Mad Hoosier anyhow from my nightclub gigs. And anyway, I, I said to him, listen, man, I understand, you know, it's all for the radio and all that. But uh, we got little kids here with their parents and everything. They're having, you know, breakfast on the radio station. And he kept hooting and hollering. And Steve Harvey was sitting right next to me because he was performing at the Funny Ball. And so Steve Harvey... <laughs> The Mad Hoosier's hooting and hollering. So I get up. I don't mind. I understand show business. I know what you got to do. You know, try to, you know, hook onto the coattails of someone that, uh, shall we say, is uh, surpassive to you. Anyway, I took the Mad Hoosier because there's some little kids that started crying. I'm serious. Some little kids, maybe, you know, three, four, five-year-olds over here with their parents, and they started crying because he's hooting and hollering. 
All right? It was really, really well done. Uh, so I grabbed him. You know, you ever seen those deals where they'll grab a guy from his shirt collar and then his back belt and pick him up and heave him out the door? I'm swearing to you. I had a different strength then. I did that to the Mad Hoosier, and I threw him out, and the crowd just cheered viciously. It was magnificent. And uh, I sit back down next to Steve Harvey, and he looks at me and says, Damn, smash. That's my Steve Harvey story right there. I love that guy. And then Seinfeld, just real, real quick, the wealthiest of them all, worth $950 million. And that's not only on the main show, but reruns too. News time. Roll myself up.